What's going on, everybody? I'm Huey. And I'm Jay. And this is the Grow Bro Podcast, where we talk about shit. Welcome to the garden, niggas. What up? What up? How are you, sir? <laughs> I am good. How are you? I'm chilling. I really can't complain. You know, that that's a good way to be. Um, If you guys missed last week's episode, we, well, the last episode, we talked about guns and gun violence and started unpacking um just some perspectives and and thoughts about it um and lo and behold there was another active shooter incident um oh yeah so it's 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 interesting um so definitely go check that episode out if you haven't uh and we know that you haven't (laughs) Mm. shade yeah get in there no, go play that episode. Stop playing, y'all. Throw a smidge of that in there. But no, um, but no, you want to jump into nigga? We made it for sure. Who going first? You going first? Or I'm going first. Um, I can go first for sure. Um, go. things I made it through in the last week. Um, work. So I've been trying to do more work in the community and work on um myself, but that is hard. Uh, right. yeah. When you do a lot of like introspective stuff, you get stuck in your own head, and it's not fun. I don't want to do all that. I don't want to oh, think about me. I <laughs> am in there like somewhere for real. And so, um, a lot of like being really introspective and really open in that way has also, um, also changed the way that I interact with people. Um, I know everybody's saying like be intentional with your actions and all the other stuff, but the thing I realize is like. I interact with people kind of because I have to, not really because I want to. And so I'm trying to make it, I make a conscious effort to want to interact with more people as far as like creatives and do more for the community. And the biggest thing is I'm trying not to have, um, or figuring out a way to increase my social battery. Cause sometimes it gets drained real early. Yeah. <laughs> like I got all the apps running I'm being super charming I'm, I'm you know trying to shake hands to kiss babies And do all the other stuff but I really want to be like Whoo you don't understand how much I want to be in Home right now mm-hmm. uh, And so I'm, I'm trying to work on that so I made it through that this week And then um, Also food wise try different things I'm trying to get outside of my comfort zone And try some new stuff um, Hitting up these new vegan restaurants These black owned vegan spots Come on uh, vegan I'm trying to see what's going on. Um, vegan fries, and I had something else like a Beyond vegan fries. Burger. Yeah, somebody made some vegan tofu. Fr- they were like they're like tofu fries or something. Oh, um, ew. yeah, it was wild. It was different. Potatoes um, are vegan, so never mind. I, yeah, I, see, I don't be knowing what they're doing, but you know, I don't know what I'm asking for either because I was like, you can eat potatoes, right? But that's what they call them. They was tofu fries. They called vegan tofu fries, which didn't make sense to me. But I'm not here to judge because I don't know what y'all doing over there, but. <laughs> That's that's what I, I did. Guess. <laughs> so what about you? Um, a few things. Number one, um, I don't know if you watched it, but I watched when they see us. Mm, and I couldn't do it. I'm not strong enough yet. Thirty minutes into the first one, I was like, I can't do this. I the I burnt almost a whole stick of Palo Santo trying to. It was it was a lot. It was very heavy, mm-hmm. and. It was one of those things where emotionally it was very taxing, but I couldn't stop watching it until I finished it because I needed to see the the resolution. Mm, 
Yeah. Um, although I was like familiar with the story and everything, so I was up until like a little after two o'clock in the morning watching it. Uh, cried. It was. It was. It was a lot. And if you are not, if you feel like you're not in a place to watch it, then maybe not. Mm, that's um, fair. like I, I can respect that and honor that. Cause it was a lot. It really was. But the acting was really good. The the cinematography was great. So it was a great excuse me, production. And focusing on the production aspects allowed me to kind of pull away from the emotional stuff a little bit. So it was like when I would feel myself getting too emotionally heavy, I'm just like lighting angles. Uh, acting just focus on other aspects of it so that helped me make it through but I'm also a film person trying to get into that uh, speaking of which I applied to school so Yay. waiting for financial aid and seeing what they're going to give me if anything and figure out how I'm going to pay for this shit but um, so hopefully God willing I will be in school in the fall for media production it's just That's a certificate dope, program but i do plan on using that to leverage into a master's program so mm. wish me luck on this journey i'm starting a new career knocking on 30 interesting uh fun okay. uh, no writing. that's dope it is it's, it's cool I, i'm i'm happy i feel like i'm doing things that i really want to do that i have a passion for um and i'm i'm excited if anything and it's, it's keep working. So that's going to be dope. Um, I changed my tire for the first time, which was fun. Oh. It was slightly drizzling. Okay. Um, I was going to call Rosa Assistance to do it, but I was like, by the time they get here, I could have done it twice. So I just did it with a little rinky dink jack to come with the spare tire in the trunk. Got that done. Um, what else was on my list? I think that was it. Oh yeah, and I've been broke. Ah, uh, well, yeah. it'd be like that sometimes. You're one of the like you can just say like you're a starving artist kind of thing. Like you're doing that. Oh, I definitely will qualify myself as a struggling artist wholeheartedly because yeah, but I'm I'm getting better at managing my money, kind of. I've been buying a lot of food lately. That you need you need food to live. That's how that yeah, works. Yeah, but not at that price point. So, yeah, but mm, you know, no, you things. want it. But hey, you know, I'm eating. I am getting closer to finishing six miles in sixty minutes, so that's great. Okay, come on, marathon. You know, I'm pushing like a good five and a quarter, five and a half ish, maybe. Slight work, light work. Um, I appreciate that. So yeah, that was a lot, but that's what I've been making it through these past few weeks. Like that's dope. It's fun, fun. But I have a really dope lover to leave it alone this week. Okay, let's go. <laughs> So, and I forget who it was, but I saw a tweet the other day 
and it said y'all out here being exclusive with someone you're not in a relationship with with like a gift like what mm. so let's talk a little exclusivity while dating is mm. that something that you you want to love or leave alone because personally for me for me mm. i am a quarter <laughs> oh okay i court you know i court these niggas okay which is part of the reason why i probably don't have one now because it's just too much for them to handle understandably so i mean it's it's fucking me um okay but no like i i really i don't date just to date because i feel like that's just the way it sounds like i'm really trying to build and establish you know a. Uh, uh long-lasting relationship with somebody so the way that i am emotionally and mentally i i don't have the bandwidth to do that with more than one person Mm. so i actually am the kind of person that will be exclusive with somebody that i'm not in a relationship with just because i can't handle doing that with more than one person and like i said i court like i want to throw all of my attention into you um because that's just how i'm built and it's been interesting trying to work through that like my therapist told me like stop jumping in both feet first like take your time um i have pulled back from you know chasing niggas you know if you take them forever to respond you know that's cool i'm not about to double text you you know mm. so like, i have been doing better with that um and just managing my energy flow and output but yeah i really can't seriously talk to somebody well seriously talk to more than one person so oh okay <laughs> so what is your take on that is that is being exclusive to somebody that you're not in a relationship with is that something that you want to love or leave alone so if i love it that means that I want to do that Because like Whatever it means yeah. That I don't want to do it <laughs> so, so Yeah so if For this If you loving it means That you do it Or that that's your lane And okay. leaving it alone yeah. means That's that's not your That's not your stilo Nah Yeah it's not uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, be, it because uh, It's just not So here's the thing Once I figure people out I normally get really bored with them. Um, <laughs> but a piece of me is like optimistic, like optimistic. So then I'll be like, hey, they're going to get better. They're going to they're gonna be fun in a little bit. Um, so keep them around. And that's what I end up doing is like keeping them around. Um, and I'm normally the source of fun most of the time. And that's the terrible part because I'm like, you don't have to be dope. I'm here. Uh, and so that uh, it tends to rub people the wrong way sometimes, but it is like the conversation is dope because I make it dope. Um, I'm asking you questions. This isn't just the same old, same old like conversation. And most of the time, I'm trying to be fun, and they can be a source of fun too. The thing about it is, once, um, and I need to be better about that too. So operating in the gray tends to be something that I'm really good at. Mm-hmm. Um, and so 
where you kind of like, hey, I don't belong to you, so you can kind of go do whatever you want, and you don't belong to me, so I can kind of do whatever I want. But nobody ever, and I tend to run into a group of people who do that, is like nobody ever really comes and means like, this is what I want, right? Um, and I think, especially even like even in friendships, to be honest, um, mm. that happens to me, like where I'm just kind of like. Hey man, uh, I really want to hang out, or I really want to kick it. Like I feel like I'm always the one doing the the effort. And same thing, relationships or anything. I was always the one like I want to see Initiate. you. I want to spend time. Yeah, like I gotta be doing all that. And I think as I got older, like I stopped doing that. So like, if you don't want to kick it, or you, it never comes up, um, then it just don't never come up. So whatever you're happy at keeping us at, like, so if it's just a digital thing. Or we go out every now and again. That's cool. I'm not gonna be your food, nigga. Though, so you're not gonna <laughs> hit me up when you're hungry. That's a that's a no no. Uh, don't let the chubbiness fool you. Uh, so <laughs> so yeah, we're not just gonna go out to eat and then I gotta pay because I'm gonna be looking at you with the like. So yeah, uh, two bills. Bring bring two separate bills, please. Dose. Uh, yeah. It. Not 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 in half. Yeah. And the, yeah, the appetizer was actually for her. That <laughs> I did not touch one. I didn't even, nope. And I got water, so take this off. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> so yeah. Um, so that's the thing. So yeah, it's just simple, simple stuff like that. I think. Um, also, I used to be really bad at communication, so that's really a thing where it's just kind of like nobody ever said anything. So this is what we doing. Um, and as as you are not. Uh, you don't like you don't like going with the flow, and that is my lane. Just being like, let's I just do, don't. let's just do what feel good. <laughs> let's just do what I feels don't. good. I'm like, so what are we doing? So how are you feeling about things? Just so we're on the same page. And my thing is too, like, I'm not too pressed for a relationship. I don't want to say that because that makes it sound bad, but I'm not. In the mindset where it's like, oh my gosh, I want to be in one so bad. Mm-hmm. So it was like, if I'm talking to somebody and they don't really want to be exclusive, I'm like, that's cool because I have other shit to do anyway. So mm-hmm. that's more naps. That's more hours at work. Uh, so. You know, podcasting, editing, learning. Like I had that frees up time for me. So by no means am I upset. Talk to whoever you want to talk to. If I'm still interested when you are, we can see what we can do. Um, And if I'm over you, I'm just over you. We can be really good friends. Yeah. I think that's the thing, too. Like, I move in a space now really wanting to just kind of be cool with people or, like, be friends. Um, Mm. As far as, like, the need for, like, additional sexual partners or, like... um, People to really like date Because like dating is fun to me I love the newness of it Like The new getting somebody new Getting to know somebody new But like I said once I figure you out Or you do or say something where I'm like Ah you weird Then I'm normally out I like the newness of it too Until I start catching feelings And then it's like Mm. Because there's still so many And I, I catch feelings quick That's part of my problem but it's so many like behavior patterns that I have to learn. And it's like, this might not be the way I would like it to be or accustomed to. So now I have to deal with feeling gross because it's not what I want, but I can't expect anything different because I'm still learning this person. Right. 
so it's like it's it's I I'm starting to understand more and more why people don't like the dating process, but I do like getting to know somebody just not when my feelings start rising up and want to be present. But but what is it? So here's the other thing too cuz I've been thinking about this a lot lately too. And I don't know if you're this kind of person, so you got to let me know. When what is the thing that normally makes you catch feelings? Like you see them consistently or they do something that like lets you know that they care? Neither one. It's connection. Okay. It's it's conversation and what we talk about, how we talk about it. Um like how you mentally stimulate me and how safe and comfortable I feel. That's a, a really big thing too. Um mm, okay. Yeah, so it's 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 about not to sound like cliche, but it's really about energy. It's about how we mesh and and, and all of that. Like it's and it's weird and that's that's been part of my thing too, which is why I will never say you know, I'm single because, you know, it's them niggas, not me. Mm-hmm. A lot of it has been me because it's been people that have liked me and wanted to be with me. And I'm just like, but the energy isn't there. Oh, okay. No, that's real. You feel me? Yeah. And then it's been people where it's like, I want to get with them, but the energy wasn't there. So I get it. So that's why I'll never be like, I'm single because of them niggas or you know, niggas ain't shit. That's why I'm saying, nah, I'm single because I just haven't messed with somebody energetically the way I want to. Yeah, I think, see, that's new. That's new to me. This who like this whole new like energies and vibes. And this is the thing. And I'm like, no, I think the tangible thing that I realized, too. Right. Because like there's a fair amount of stuff that you can do to get to people. Right, you can do this stuff. Mm. This is gonna make me sound very sociopathic. So I want you guys to <laughs> stick around for this. <laughs> so, oh what's gonna happen is a lot of times people just really want consistency, right? Like they really want something like solid. A lot of times people don't have something solid in their life. So a lot of times what happens is it's like you can be really consistent. You can do this thing where it's like one well placed sentence, and it could change that person's whole day. Now whether you mean to do that or not is whatever. Uh, I was actually having this conversation earlier where it was like, you could get to people if you want to, right? You can get to people and you can, uh, you can get to people by saying a series of words, right? But also being a consistent, like showing the signs of stability also um, triggers things in people, right? Like I I text them, they text me back fast. Whenever I want to go out, they want to go out. They're always mm-hmm. like the ones that initiate Like those are the things um, Where you May be in a space where you're like This is just kind of what I do This is how I am um, Versus you know people being like Oh I catch feelings fast or something like that uh, So I always wonder that because I ask people That men and women like you know When do y'all because you be like oh I catch feelings fast And I'm like well how and they're like oh this this person He was very consistent or or she was Always there or she always came through when I needed her Like that kind of thing so I was just wondering if yours Was similar in that way of like That them being consistent Or whatever because what your thing it doesn't Sound like consistency it just sounds like whenever we talk Or wherever we chill the energy Is matched or the vibes are always Good and I feel safe 
Right. Even when it's like, you know, the green, cause, and I've fallen for some inconsistent ass niggas, but they, I don't think they feel back in return. So that was part of the issue. But mm. after a while, the consistency, like I'll start picking up on behavior patterns and things like that. And I, I adjust myself accordingly. Wow. Uh, okay. Um, Fair. and then sometimes it just ends up, okay. It, it phases, it phases out, fits out, whatever. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's something about conversation and it's not even the specific topic because I could be talking about the same thing with somebody else, but not feel the same way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's really something about that person and their energy. And I'm, I'm energetically sensitive which is weird to the point where when I'm talking to somebody and I really connect with them, I know when something's wrong. Oh, okay. Yeah. Whether it's with us or just them, like I, I'll feel something and I'm like, it's something stemming from them. And that's most of the time that's, that's been right. I've been very spot on whether they wanted to tell me about it at that time or not is on them. But whenever I've had that feeling and I've said something about it, I've either one gotten a response right then and there or later down the line, it came up. Oh, so it's, it's, it's one of those weird spiritual energy things that, yeah, people probably think I'm crazy, but I don't care because it's my reality. No, I think it's no, I think it's super smart. I think that's the, I think that's the thing that's like I'm always intrigued about. Like I'm always intrigued about how people's minds work, uh, mm. in that way. So, yeah, it's it's I don't know. I was about to break off into some love zone shit, but I'm not about to do that. I'm gonna keep it. That's I'm fine. We got it, time. Uh, we- no, nah, it's just like. <laughs> I want to get lost in nowhere with somebody. And when I feel like I can do that with you, it's it's weird. Yeah. No, that's real. Um <laughs> And the reason why that's real is because like being completely vulnerable with somebody is some real scary shit. Very. Like, it's super, it's really scary. Like having somebody that won't throw your flaws back in your face or won't um your for lack of a better term, your weaknesses, right? Like won't mm. um judge you for your weaknesses or anything like that. It's scary. Um it's it's a line on this boogie album that I was trying to tell somebody about. Like so the line is I showed you on my ugly trying to figure out why the fuck you haven't judged me. That is one of those things yes. uh, that like especially men like we struggle with. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want to show whoever like all like all of this. I can't show you all of my cards. And I was making this comparison earlier. Like playing Dating, love, all the other shit is a lot like playing poker, right? So, like, your mm. your entire time, you are trying to guess what they got in their hand and either force them to show their hand first 
So then, then you can show your hand. You never want to fold first. Um, so you do everything: bluff, lie, cheat, put your sunglasses on, whatever. Got to do what you got to do because you don't want to show your hand. Um, and I think that's kind of like like you were saying, like yeah, I I want to I want to show somebody my hand, but it it gets to a point where I can't do it or I don't want to do it because now I know you right. are also doing the same thing I'm doing. <laughs> so All right. Yeah, it's wild. And then, like, I'm kind of at this place where, like, I, I definitely get that and agree with that analogy. Yeah. But I'm kind of at a place where I don't want to play poker. I want to build something. Mm. Okay. And if I'm building something, I can't hide the things that I want to. Because yeah. I need you to know where my... You have to know where my weaknesses are, kind of. And I have to know where yours are, yours are as well. So where, I, where I'm at with dating now is like, I have to be transparent. I have to be vulnerable. And because I, I ask for those things, you know, I ask for honesty and transparency. And I have to also give those things. And that's hard for me to do. But I'm willing to do it. And I don't want to be in a situation. I don't want to be in a playing poker situation. I want to be in a building situation. And I can't build with more than one person. I can't be that vulnerable and transparent with more than one person at one time. Because it honestly drains the fuck out of me. Mm. It really, really does taking the time and energy and attention out to, to focus on somebody because I'm, I'm an introvert. This full blown. I like my solitude. I like being alone in my head, but inviting somebody into my mental space and giving them attention is a, a kind of like a sacrifice on my end. Yeah. Cause I'm giving up, my resources that I give to myself to somebody else in a sense, um, all at a healthy level now. Cause before it was horrible. And like I said, I, I just can't do that with more than one person. And I'm also kind of at a place where I know how to communicate that better. Mm-hmm. Um, just to make sure I'm clear on what I'm feeling and how I'm acting and where it's coming from. Okay. So yeah. yeah. Ugh. Relationships. Fuck love, give me diamonds, man. <laughs> okay. Love is complicated. Ugh. People really want this Ugh. thing. Like they really want to be in love. That's the thing that's wild. Uh, I want to so bad, but at the same time, it's like, if not, it's fine. Because I can still if it's like the benefits are great, but I also know the benefits of being single. For sure. Um, and there's nothing that my hands or equipment can't take care of. So I'm good. Wait, there's equipment? I, I got stuck on equipment. I was like, wait, equipment? Yes, equipment. Okay. I'm not, Look, sometimes the wrist be hurting. Okay, that's fair. No, that's fair. You gotta guess. You know, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, never mind. Um, yeah. 
Don't yeah, don't no. <laughs> Things that vibrate and rotate. Oh, Jesus Christ. Be careful, whatever you're doing in there. Oh, I'm very oh. careful. Um Okay. I'm very careful. Only, you know, purchase waterproof things so I don't get electrocuted. Please. Please. Yes, don't yes. Um and we it would be hard to explain why we're no longer doing the podcast. Yeah, he, he kind of got a shock. Where up his ass? Uh, yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah, he. Mm. He kind of fried his asshole with a toy. Yeah, we're gonna take a couple weeks off. Yeah. <laughs> it's tender right now. We'll be back though. <laughs> season, season two. As soon as he can sit down, <laughs> like I just want to record standing up. Yeah, that's uh, that is crazy. That is <laughs> that's wild. Um, for sure though, like. <laughs> And the reason and the reason is because like I never like I think of you as a very busy person, right? Like even mm-hmm. for the even the sexual part or like the physical part of like self care, uh, I think of you as a person like always, you know, creating something or always working on something. And so also I think of you in that way of like I need to be very clear about how my time is is used because I know we also Thank like you, to use that as phrase. As soon as you waste my time, I'm pissed. I right, but, am livid. But that's that's the thing. So I, I tend to not agree with this whole like my time is being wasted. I know that you are a very busy person. Like like uh, like we have the receipts. Like you see you on calls. We see you doing behind the scenes stuff. We see you doing that. Everybody else be talking about wasting your time. You was wasting your own fucking time. You been sitting in the house. You ain't been doing shit. Like you ain't really doing nothing. It's you you're lucky somebody came and talked to you to be honest like chill out uh, <laughs> but that is kind of a thing that we do like i could have been doing something else you wasn't finna be doing this shit else you wasn't finna be doing shit else you wasn't uh <laughs> so not get I. your time wasted you're not finna die tomorrow relax <laughs> so uh that is a thing everybody's doing this whole thing about like oh my time's being wasted uh no no no, no. We would love for you to be busy, but you're not. And so when you say that you are busy, you also tend to have the clear amount of communication. Like, hey, man, if I stop doing something that is potentially making me money to come hang out with you, you really got to, like, not be dicking around. No pun intended. Uh, (laughs) so, So, like, let's, like. Let's really make this thing happen. And also, like I said, you're, you are in that phase of like, hey, I, I want to I do want to do something serious. But my career acting and job wise is taking off. And um, I really can't afford to be sitting around here with the idea of you trying to like I'm trying to figure out what's going on. Like, that's all. So I get it. You know, if you ain't with this, shit, that's fine. Cause I got other shit still. For sure. And it is what it is. So that was fun. <laughs> that was fun. We should talk about relationships more. I could talk about that shit all day, oddly enough. We will have some guests on. I think it's time for us to start bringing people on, uh, and talk about relationships and how relationships are. Um, some are dope, some are trash. Uh, niggas ain't shit. I can all agree. I know that we're not good people. We're violent. We're violent people. Uh, the cis, cis hetero black men. We don't. Love uh, the gays ain't too much better, so don't 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 okay. die yourself too much. I'm just saying, uh, we don't love others like they love us. We don't come to the front lines like we should. Uh, we don't invest 
and black women or our queer homies like we should. And those are things. And I'm a part of that. I'm a part of that thing. And so I have to realize I have to be better about that and things that we could do better. So for sure. Yeah, you're you're on the on the path. You're doing yeah. good, kid. I'm trying, I'm trying to do better. <laughs> uh so let's see. So with it being June and all, uh the weather is uh, is hot. Uh people it are is. wearing less. Uh I have also not been. it is also Pride Month. We love Pride and Month. I and you know what I do, you know, so here's the thing. I gave my money to a milkshake place. Uh shout out to Shake Shack. They had a pride they had a pride shake. I don't really know where that money's going. Uh yeah, and yeah, that's I, I, I don't buy pride merch because it's where is this money going while you're profiting off of us in a sense like no you know what? I know target rocks with us so okay shout out to target you know I, I i almost bought some of our carry stuff and i'm like i don't know what she giving that money to so you know what? although the t-shirt was cute but i'm not a fan it. of pride merch at all you gotta risk it i am not a fan of pride merch okay well i got my pride shake from shake shack um <laughs> And it destroyed it destroyed my body. Uh, <laughs> it, it was a cake batter milkshake, which was delicious. Uh, but it had rainbow sprinkles on top, which I felt like, okay, guys, you're going a little hard. It went a little hard on the sprinkles. Uh, but it was delicious. But then my body, on the very last sip, I was like, oh, this is such a great pride shake. Uh, I, will, I invest in more pride shakes. The very last sip, my body went. Hey, guess where you better be at for the rest of today? Bye. Being proud on that uh, damn toilet. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then somebody who was very near and dear to me texted me. I said, yo, what you doing? I said, oh, man, I'm in the bathroom. I said, yo, did you get that pride shake? I said, yeah. And they replied, that gay shake got your booty loose. Oh, my gosh. And I went, I don't, I don't appreciate anything that you just texted me. Could you please? Could you please resend your text messages? Don't do Not that to recent. me. I'm a, yes, just take just take take text message back. I'm a very <laughs> I'm a very strong man, and I and that's you hurt me. This is hurtful. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> in a conversation, in a conversation um, with the homie Huey, uh, the things that we don't talk about enough is like I think we look at pride as like where we are now and how much work. People along the spectrum have to do right, yeah. Um, but also, we don't talk about the beginning, and I'm obsessed with like how things start. Um, <laughs> and so Huey thought uh, it would be it would be a really good idea about like talking about coming out, and so uh, I'm really grateful that he trusts me enough to try to go through this uh, or talk about this topic in in a like in a sensible way. And we'll, start, we'll have some fun along the way as well. Of course, because of course we can't be too serious about shit. For sure. Um, <laughs> so, I know we have talked about on previous episodes, like, um, you had, like, you had girlfriends and stuff. Um, yeah, I had one. And then I was talking oh. to a girl. Okay. Does that count as two? Talk, oh, yeah, you know. Well, 
talking. You know, okay, a, I had a girlfriend, a and then yes. I guess I was dating a girl. Okay. And then I, I've had sex with girls. Yes. So, so yeah. in the process, um, because a lot of times what I've been seeing too in like teens is like they there's a fair amount of confusion. Like, well, I feel like I'm supposed to be. Um, what they call it is like identity, um, identity confusion. Mm-hmm. Um, and and did you ever have that as a teen or like any an adolescence of like, but I feel something different. You know what I mean? I was. I won't say I was confused. I don't. I was never confused. Okay. Um, I knew what I was drawn to. Right. And I knew what I was supposed to be drawn to. I knew I liked the D'Angelo video. I was trying mm-hmm. to peek at the bottom of the screen to see if I could see his dick. Um, it, it was a beautiful sight. So I always knew what I was drawn to. Um, I remember one time me and my cousin, we were like jumping, we were doing some dumb kid shit. Um, and I was just like, yeah, I'm gay. This is real casual. Just, I'm gay, whatever. Um, one of my grandparents heard me and Either they called my mom or I'm pretty sure my dad didn't get involved. I was with my dad's side of the family. It was his weekend. Well, the weekend. So I was with his side of the family. Um, and that's when my mom on the phone. Like, she wasn't mad. I didn't get in trouble. But it was one of those, like, don't say that kind of things. Like, do you even know what that means? So... The, the seed was planted early on that maybe this is not something that I should really delve into. Just try to let it go. Uh, I couldn't let it go. When I discovered porn, it was gay porn. I was like, oh, Google image search, because that's when we had the AOL. Oh, yeah. So I wasn't watching no goddamn videos. It was Google images. And that's about it. Um, then clear the cookies and the browsification history afterwards. Computer still got you. fucked up, but hey. Um, and then like I don't know, I psyched myself into believing that it was just going to be a phase, and it would pass because I still thought girls were pretty, and mm-hmm. you know, every now and then I would say, "Okay, I'm done with the gay shit. Let me just find some lesbian porn and and women and shit." And then I always just wander in the back. Um, so, yeah, it was never confusion. It was more so, I don't even want to say battle. Because it wasn't, excuse me, I wouldn't say it was really traumatic. Mm-hmm. It was just, it was a trial. I'll put it that way. Okay. So yeah, I get it. I get it that there are some tribulations in that way of being like, because you, like you said, you had went through and you like searched these images and things like that too. But did you, did you do any comparisons to people that you were or that you were aware of that were gay? Like, I think the only, I don't even know if this really counts, but I think the only person that we were aware of when I was little was like. Close to being gay But also I lived around a whole bunch of people Who were like super hyper masculine And anybody who acted effeminate They just said was gay So it was a lot of like 
Little Richards gay. Uh, yeah, like, like it things was always, like that. So it was always yeah. really. I don't want to say it was the the most hyped up stereotypes. That's what I was familiar with. Right. Okay. And although I like boys or other guys or found them attractive and, and was more so curious, more curious about other boys than I was girls. Like I still granted, I like some things that people would deem girl stuff too. But I mean, I did, I wasn't into like the stereotypical gay thing. Like I wasn't into, to like makeup and, everybody's paying their grandmama sales at least once. And I was like, okay, this is dumb. How mm. the hell does she walk in these things? I don't want to learn. Um, I wasn't flamboyant. Mm-hmm. Like my natural mode of expression wasn't like what I saw on TV. Um, so that's, that was part of the, okay, well maybe this is just like a, a hormonal phase because I don't, resemble any of that like i don't act that way i don't feel inclined to act that way yeah i like britney spears and pop music uh and girl bands and things but i mean i'm not switching so maybe i'm not you know what i mean for sure so yeah i there were no and if there were, there weren't many or there weren't enough depictions of gay men who weren't flamboyant. And that's not saying that there's something wrong with flamboyant gay men. I just didn't have any depictions of that to make me feel like that was a reality for me. Okay. No, that makes sense. Um, When, let me see. I'm trying to think of the proper way. So like, when at some point did you become like like embrace like this this is kind of who I am was this like um I know that you said like college was a really pivotal piece like a really pivotal time for you too it um, was but like when did you like hey man this nah this is who I am um and this is a thing like it wasn't so like you said like not necessarily torn or a battle but essentially like but no nah, I find women attractive but I like I, I really like I like dudes too. I think I don't remember if you ever said that like you felt like you might have been bi or something. Um I never felt that actually. Okay. I never felt it. It was always I'm probably gay, but we're just gonna write it off and pretend like it's not a real thing. Um okay. I mean I I like I said, I was dating girls, talking to girls, but still watching gay porn. I'm like, hmm. It's just a fetish, like <laughs> right. finding any way to just like write it off as nothing. Um, but the really pivotal moment for me was when I met my ex boyfriend, mm-hmm. and we hit it off. And like I said earlier, it even then it was an energy thing for me, and the energy that I felt with him or and around him and talking to him, interacting with him. It was the natural version of what I forced with my ex-girlfriend. Oh, okay. It 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 was natural. It happened. I didn't have to think about it or try to force myself into 
saying like, okay, yeah, this will work. It was just like, this is it. And again, me being the kind of person that falls really hard and falls quickly. It's just like, oh, this is what real love feels like. And then it's like, oh, this is what real love sex feels like. Yep. I am a homosexual. Clearly. Um, like it's the culmination of childhood feelings and attractions, and like I said, the the trials and tribulations of teenage angst and hormones. Like it all culminated in 2012, and it's like, yeah, these are feelings, and this is the best my penis has ever felt. So. Maybe I should just go ahead and admit that I'm gay and face it and embrace it because clearly it's not going anywhere. I am 21 years old and these feelings and thoughts and desires have lasted this long. I am most likely well out of puberty, so can't write it off as a phase anymore. Um, And I think oh that guy is cute more than i think oh she's beautiful Mm, okay so yep so yep fell in love came out that was it so horrible mistake but that was it (laughs) so at what point were you in college or were you out of college when you decided like now um it's time to like tell everybody like this is one because I know it's a thing like you got to come to grips with it too, right? Oh, versus yeah. like doing this thing, but like versus what you feel versus what the world's telling you, um, and yeah, um, yeah like you have to kind of like you know, I, did you have like a selection process? Like I'm gonna tell these people first, or you know, I know it takes a fair amount of like you got to like get it up, like get the. I don't nerve saying courage, get the nerve yeah. yeah courage yeah it feels weird to say but I know it's uh people have said it before but yes yeah so this is my thing and it was a a safety net at the time but it was very unhealthy for me to do in hindsight and I oh. wish I had an OG to help guide me through this shit but there is no textbook and granted I was in Atlanta I probably could have found an OG but he probably would have wanted to fuck so. Huh. Okay, but um, I mean, this is facts. But so, like I said, me and my ex met, um, and it's like we really hit it off. We bonded, and I would say we were we were dating. I would say that, um, but that was my crutch. So, the first person. I'm trying to think who was the very very first person it's between one and two people so one of the first people I told um, was one of my, my friends from like elementary school and I was going through my, my process when Channel Orange was coming out oh okay so yeah that, that summer and that album like me and that album will always have a, a bond because gay shit so, I had posted something, Frank. It was like a Frank Ocean lyric or something. 
And one of my friends hit me up about it. And I was just like, you know, I'm talking to this guy. And that was really my, how I came out to a lot of people was it was tied to talking to this guy. It wasn't, hey, I'm gay. It's, hey, I'm talking to this guy or, hey, I'm dating this guy. Okay. Um, so it was a little bit easier because I feel like I, I had this, this safety net. I had this thing to fall back on, this pillar of support to fall back on. And I didn't really have to say I'm gay. So it didn't seem as dramatic. Um, when I told my mom, I was like, will you come to my big gay wedding? And she said, I'll be there with bells on. And that was that. Okay. She made it a dramatic moment later on that day, texting me and asking questions. And did I do something wrong? And yeah, I'm like, girl, no, you pushed me out to pussy. And that was it. Like, it, 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 this is what it always was. I'm just coming to grips with it now. Um, so, yeah, for the most part, it was all tied to that relationship. And that's why that relationship was so important to me and why I was so tied to it. A lot of my identity was tied to that relationship. A lot of my, my worth as a gay man was tied to that relationship because that's how I entered into myself in a sense. You know what I mean? Mm, no, yeah, that's, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, and it wasn't even a matter of, we weren't even together. We were just, like I said, dating, but yeah, I, I just, I would not advise anybody to ever do that because who Chile <laughs> mess, <laughs> complete and utter mess. The funny thing about it was in a sense, I was more out than he was. Oh wow, I was more freshly out than he was, but I was to to a bigger extent. I was more um, confident in it, and there wasn't much fear when I told people. Um, I didn't really care too much. I hoped for the best and just put my best foot forward and was like, whatever. I wasn't necessarily scared of losing any relationships, although I was prepared to. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't scared of much backlash, but I was prepared for it. Um, and a lot of this build up in college, so like my freshman year, because that was my the summer of my junior year was 2012. Okay. So I, I went into my senior year like, oh, yeah, I'm gay. Um but a lot of my, my time in college was a lot of me just finding myself as an individual and being comfortable and confident in myself. Um, I was a Nicki Minaj stand. That was the first person I stand for. I was hashtag Team Minaj all day. I had t-shirts, multiple copies of albums. I bought the damn perfume. I had it sitting on my desk like a damn trophy. Mm. Um, all of that while masquerading as a heterosexual. Mm. <laughs> no, that's like deep. The shirts no, that's... were hung up on my wall. It yeah. was a mess. Um, but I was 
confident in myself, though, and I was comfortable in myself up to my sexual identity. Um, And that was really the last piece. And when I, I did, okay, accept myself for that, I accepted myself as a gay man in a relationship. Although I wasn't even in one until the end of 2012. Um, and that was an identity. That's when the identity crisis came. Mm. That's when there was confusion. Um, there were periods where, like, when we were, like, still dating, I was like, I don't think you're really gay for real. I'm like, bruh, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, that don't make no sense. Um, but again, I didn't live up to a lot of certain stereotypes that he was expecting. Um, I wasn't a, was a golden gay, whatever the term is. Oh, oh yeah, gold star gay, yeah. Yeah, I wasn't one of those. Um, and I had no shame in that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It was like, yeah, I, my song been in a few pussies. What? Like, <laughs> okay, your point. Um, so it was that. And then just going through that relationship, I didn't really give myself much of a voice because so much of me was dedicated to the relationship. It, it was, just, it was really unhealthy. Um, and I think my unhealthy approach to it led to a lot of the issues that we had, a lot of the incompatibilities, um, a lot of things could have been perceived as abusive, but had I been in a, a better place with myself, I would have been mm-hmm. able to stand up better for myself and those things wouldn't have happened. Yeah. Um, so it's like I'm I'm never going to talk ill against him. Like I let a nigga to death. I haven't talked to him in forever, but it's all love. Um But yeah, it was just really unhealthy. And when we finally did break up in twenty fourteen, that's really when I started like blossoming and really finding my voice and my footing. Um I switched up the fashions a little bit. You know, I started getting real cute. Started wearing, you know, not necessarily like real tight skinny jeans, but mm. the jeans definitely got much less baggier. Clothes so was a little you, bit more fitted. Were you wearing less and going out more? Is that were you is that what you were doing? To an extent, yes. Okay. Look at you. <laughs> um but yeah, that's that's really when I started finding my voice and my identity as a gay black man, as an individual. Um, I feel like I veered off on whatever your question was like ten times, maybe. So I'm going to reel it back in. No, no, you actually, honestly, <laughs> like you knocked out the next two questions, which which is the thing, like. Like you said, you really blossomed. You became like more of yourself. You really understood like where you were on the spectrum, um, and you were doing things that would essentially made you happier, made you feel happier. Um, and I think that's dope. I think a lot of times from the conversation that we see about people coming out, it's always like met. It's either met um, with like some pushback or people internalize who you are, and and 
um, not to take this in a in a dark way, but we see so many of these young kids who are be, they're starting to have way like role models, right? Like you said, like you wish you had an OG, right? And so these mm-hmm. kids see these things that are actually on TV. They have channels uh, full of representation of um, gay men and successful gay men and people living their you know living their truth and being happy. And now these kids are like, this is something I identify with. This is someone I identify with, and they are being murdered for it. Um, and that is tragic because they didn't even get a chance to experience right. a- anything, to be honest, like life as, in a, as a whole. Um, right. and so when, when you say things like, uh, I got a chance to really like blossom and really like understand, um, the nuances of, you know, my sexuality and things like that. One, hey, even as men, we don't really get it. We don't get that. Right. Like we don't get the chance yeah. to explore our sexuality. So I think that's really dope. And I think that's super admirable. I mean, there there were still like a few limitations, but nothing like major. You know what I mean? Because by that point, mm-hmm. everybody knew it was gay. So it wasn't a secret to anybody. Um, I feel like the majority of my family officially found out at my graduation dinner when I graduated from college because my ex was there. Mm. Um, like I showed up with him and left with him. And when I had to give speeches, I told him I loved him in front of like everybody. Oh, okay. so I think that was really like the official stamp for everybody. But a lot of them niggas knew, quote unquote, and it kind of pissed me off. Like that, that actually is one thing that I completely understand when you finally do come out to somebody and they hit you with that. Oh, I, I always knew. Or we knew, or like my like my homies from elementary school and they said they was like, yeah, we always wondered, and I knew that there was like questions amongst them. Like I knew that there was like that side group chat, like yo, you think this <laughs> nigga gay? But nah, I think this nigga. So it was weird, um, and it's it's just awkward because it's like, can I tell you who I am? Like fuck, like leave me the like shut up. Yeah, no, it's real. Um. Yeah, it it was it was a thing. It was interesting, and when I started to talk to other guys, like it was so weird talking. Because, like I said, so much of my identity was tied to that relationship, and when it was over, it's like, who am I? And it's like I'm talking to guys and learning myself, and. It was just so weird, but it was it was a great experience. I'm not gonna lie. Um, uh, you know, a few mistakes here and there, and you know, you live and you learn. Um, no, no that's super true. I, so I want to touch on that right before we right before we move on it. So I know, like you said, mm-hmm. you like I'm extremely proud of you now uh, for all the things you do. The uh, you know the spotlights that you shine on people in the community uh, and even stuff that you're doing. So when you look back at um, the the entire the coming out process or coming into who you are, were there some things that not necessarily that you regret, but you were like, man, I, I kind of wish I could change that if I could, or has the entire process been like, this is this, I had to go through that to become who I am now. Um, 
I'll put it like this. I do feel like everything that I've experienced helped shape me into who I am now. Mm-hmm. I always say that I kind of like I had like the perfect amount of trauma mm. for me to learn. So nothing was ever either I I didn't internalize it as bad as I could have or should have or it wasn't that bad. I don't know. I can't because then that that falls into comparing my experiences to others, and I try to not to do that. Well, right. I do my best not to do that. But my my downs and my my traumatic experiences were the perfect combination with my goods to to build me and mold me. It didn't take much for me to learn lessons. It like putting my hand close to the stove let me know that it was hot, so I didn't have to burn my hand to know to stay away from it. Um, but like I said, I would definitely, I would not advise anybody to jump into a relationship fresh out of coming out or, or fresh out of like not really getting to know yourself in totality, just in general. Um, like have a, a good sense of self. I didn't have a good sense of self and I jumped mm. into a relationship. Okay. You know what I mean? I, in a sense, I came out to be in that relationship, which is another reason why I was so tied to it is because although I wasn't necessarily scared, I still was able to acknowledge or realize that I did put a lot of stuff on the line for him and for that relationship. Mm. Now it's like, I definitely did it for myself and I'm grateful. But at that time, it's like, I'm doing this so that I can be with him because I want him. I'm going to overcome whatever blocks that I have in my mind against myself for him and for this. Very unhealthy. Yeah, that's wild. Um, So I, I definitely wouldn't have done that. Um... It just it would have been dope if I was more confident and secure in my sexual identity earlier, so that I could have you know had a little bit more fun, you know, mm. a little bit, a little bit more hoeing maybe, <laughs> um, you know, when it's cute to do so in a sense, um, yeah. So I I don't regret anything. It's the stuff that I would advise against. Okay. That's that's dope. So now that you're out uh, and all the other stuff, would there be any words of encouragement for people who are going through that process or maybe even younger um, folks who are here like, yeah, man, you know, I really want to do it. But like you said, like we're looking at the news. Um, like we're looking at the news and we can see like people being attacked out in public, uh, and all mm-hmm. kinds of stuff for just being who they are. So, like, what, like, would you have any words for anybody? Um, I would say that to a certain extent, externally, a lot of that pain and trauma and those experiences. I can't personally relate to and I 
I'm going to respect that. Um, at the same time, do what you need to do for yourself that will preserve your life and preserve your happiness without harming yourself or others. Don't rush yourself. Take your time and do what's right when it feels right. Again, with the goal of preserving your life and preserving your, your mental health. Um, I, I, it's because you, you want to say, you know, love yourself and, you know, never be afraid to be who you are. And you want to say all of that, but being knowledgeable of what can come as a result, it's just like, I want everybody to be happy. I want every queer child to, to feel confident in themselves and happy about who they are. You know, you're not an abomination. You're not a demon. You, there's nothing wrong with you. You're perfect. And I, I understand how difficult it can be to acknowledge those feelings about yourself. That's like, I'm, I'm worthy. I'm good. I, I can understand how hard it can be when everything and everybody around you is telling you otherwise. And like I said, personally, all of that I can't connect to. So it's hard for me to tell, tell them how to navigate that. And like, I, I, I'm very fortunate and, and blessed in a sense to have had the, the, the circumstances that I was given and to have been in the circumstances that I was in. And I don't take that for granted, which is part of the reason why I am so vocal and I make sure I, I do my best to champion for my community as a whole. Um, because I was afforded the context to be able to do so. Mm. And I'm not going to waste it. No, that's dope. Um, like I, to an, a certain extent, I do, I see it as a privilege and I, I want to make sure that I'm using it to benefit everybody. And for a long time, I had like, kind of like this sense of survivor's guilt. Mm. Um, Because it's like, why, why was I able to, to get through things, you know, seemingly with ease for the most part? While there are people out here like suffering and losing their lives and in in physical and mental danger, like what was so special about me? Why wasn't somebody else given the same grace or the same favor? You know what I mean? Like it's that was a a doozy for me to work through. Um, I felt guilty. I felt bad that I was okay and so many other people weren't. Um. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's, that's <laughs> it. no, it's, a, it's incredibly vulnerable. And I really appreciate that because like you said, there is a sense of like, we're all in this together, but it is easy when you are doing that to feel alone. Like there are some things that happen regardless, even on the black spectrum or um, stuff like that. It's just being like a dude and still being like, I didn't experience that. And I'm not going to minimize what's happened to you, but I, it's just something I can't relate to, um, and I think that's and I think that's very important to say. Instead of acting like everybody can fight everybody else's battles and just being like, I don't understand, so you need to talk to me, so I can understand it's, what you're going through. 
it's not it's because I, I I understand, but it's not my experience, so I can't speak on it firsthand. You feel me? Like I can't say, oh well, when I was in this situation, this is how I navigated it. You know what I mean? So right, it's hard. All I can all I can say is do your best to preserve yourself. And it's, I I feel like to an extent that might not be the best advice. I don't know what the the best advice is. Mm. Um, like find people who who honor you and respect you and love you for who you are, um, but that aren't trying to take advantage of you. At the same time, um, it's a it's it's a lot, and like I know I I've heard some stories from like firsthand from people. Um this is like damn again like why was I afforded something better something better? Um but like I said I don't take that for granted and I use what I had to you know I, I'm going to speak up. I'm going to speak out. I'm going to be unapologetically myself for every queer black boy who cannot I want to give them something to look up to something to aspire to I want to represent them in every way possible until they can represent themselves I want to represent everybody in my community who can represent themselves or speak up for themselves I have I've had friends and associates who were closeted and like I I knew and I could I could tell what they were going through, you know, battle wise and family this and you know, I don't want people to think this and somebody might out me. I've seen that and I've seen what that can what that does to people and it like I, I hurt for them. Mm. And another reason why it's like I just I want to speak for everybody who can't speak for themselves yet with the hopes that whatever I lend to the conversation, whatever my presence does, like I just hope that it can allow them to be present as themselves and speak for themselves eventually. Yeah. (laughs) No, I mean, no, I'm just definitely taking all of that. Taking all of that in, I think, damn, yeah, that's, I mean, it's a lot. Um, and so, like, I thank you for even talking about that. Like, I'm glad that we had this conversation. Um, I really don't have any more questions, but the thing, uh, the thing that I would say, we'll, we'll move into our last section before we get out of here, um, is, um, are we going to weed? Uh, and seed right And so With this conversation and speaking on coming out Speaking on community and such What are some things That you would like to weed and seed For Pride Month Um, I'm weeding out Pride merch Unless I know where that money is going And it's, as long as that money is going To some type of LGBTQIAP Plus cause Um and <clears throat> I want to plant seeds of 
Um, I don't know. I just want to continue to plant more seeds of representation and adequate representation and adequate telling of our experiences and of our lives. Um, I want these little gay boys to, to be able to grow up and, and live happy lives with love and, and happiness surrounding them. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, I think that's dope. Um, I think for me, yeah, with you too. I think I'll weed out Pride merch. Um, I'll also weed and out Pride the, shakes. Yeah, no, I'm gonna have another Pride shake. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I would like to weed out people who decided to bring up um, straight Pride. We get out of here. Uh, get out you of here, you dipshit ass <laughs> motherfuckers. Yeah, get out of here. Right, choke. Yeah. Um, like shut the fuck up. Yeah, I was like, who? What? What? Y'all, y'all do this, this shit every year. You not tired? Really? I, this is the first year I've ever it ever caught my attention. I did not know this was a, um, a thing. I was like, what? What are y'all doing? Get out of here. Um, it's like go to the fucking clan rally. That's your that's your that's your straight pride right there. The clan. Go to the rally. All right. <laughs> I will um, seed. This is the thing you put me on to, and I've been thinking about it. Um, so I will. I, I want to do something with this at some point. But um, homeless shelters for LGBTQ youth. Um, yes, I have a bunch of clothes that I've been meaning to wash and donate to these uh, LGBT teen shelters. So yeah, for sure. Like I want to figure out. Uh, yeah, how do we donate clothes or donate time, something like that. Um, I don't really know if this is uh, to me. I don't want it to feel like pandering, but I know it is something that you have put on my radar. So, um, and I've heard the conversation about how much support that they need. Um, so, I will. I want to see what I could possibly do if I can do anything. Um, so, those are the things I will seed. Yeah, man. I mean, if if there are any in your area, just look. I mean, you can always Google. Um, LGBT youth shelters, um, the the homeless rates for LGBTQIAP plus teens are um, definitely disproportionate. Um, so yeah, there there are definitely places you can donate, you know, time or money or clothes. Um, just find them. So yeah, that how about that and for Pride Month, y'all just donate some clothes. I know y'all got some shit you donate. Yeah, donate some clothes to to some queer youth who have been displaced, kicked out of their homes, or left for the safety of themselves. Um, and watch Pose, everybody. It's 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 just an amazing show, and um, it 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 it's 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 good. Watch Pose. Okay. Season one is on Netflix and season two is there and now you have no excuses. That is true. And is on also season one is also on Hulu. So it's everywhere, guys. And Moonlight. Moonlight's out. So go watch Moonlight. Moonlight is on Netflix. I also own it on DVD Blu-ray and a digital copy. Um I need to watch that and cry, actually. It's been a while. Shout out to Sharon. It's been a while. 
high nigga. All right, Who man. is you, Sharon? Uh, close this thing out, man. <laughs> um, seasons change, mad things are rearranged, but remember, if it ain't growing, it's dead. We out. Peace.